What's up? This is Adrian Ray, and I play Alita on Sci-Fi's Vagrant Queen. I'm hanging out with Elias on the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, Adrian. Adrian. A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the Man Cave. Your host, Elias. Adrian, welcome to the cave. Hey, thank you for having me. How are you? What's new with you? Uh, I'm I'm good in the midst of everything. We're surviving and happy and optimistic and healthy. How are you? Good, good. Can't complain. We're all healthy here, you know, knock on wood. And, you know, hopefully we'll see a light at the end of the tunnel soon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I claim that. Yeah. How are you dealing with the whole, you know, staying at home and everything? Um, it's not that much different from my regular life since I stay at home quite a bit. Uh, yeah. So it's not it's not too much of a, um, a heavy transition. I'm I'm really a homebody. So go. yeah, it's, it's it's hasn't been quite that jarring. <laughs> so you've been busy the last few years. You've done uh, various TV shows, uh, and now you star in Sci-Fi's Fragrant Queen, and we'll talk about that. But I want the listeners to get to know a little bit more about you. Where are you originally from? I'm originally from Seaford, Delaware. Oh, wow. Well, how was it growing up there? <laughs> uh, different. Different <laughs> than L.A. for sure. Um, it's a very small town. My population is like 6,000. So everyone knows everyone. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like country living, really. You know, uh-huh. like we would get our produce from someone who had a farm and they sold it on the side of the road. They have the best tomatoes. The produce stations on the side of the road, they have the best tomatoes ever and corn. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. You know, we went mudding and cow tipping, which I don't do anymore. And it's very mean, <laughs> but I have tried it. <laughs> so growing up in a small town like that, do you have any like, idea you wanted to get into the acting world? Oh, no, I didn't think it was even um, a possibility. I didn't even know that I could act, like that it was like an option. <laughs> I just thought people in the TV were in this like wonderful land far off away. But I, I honestly just wanted to be a cardiothoracic surgeon going up. I just wanted to be that. And then I went to school to be a scientist and a physician assistant. I double majored in that. And then in the midst of that, uh, you know, I wanted to sing. So I wanted to try my hand in that. So I moved to Atlanta. And once I moved to Atlanta, dabbling into the entertainment industry, I actually was exposed to acting there. Oh, wow. And yeah, it's from from trying to sing that I got exposed to acting. And um, from there, I just went into me falling in love with it, honestly, and realizing that that was where I was supposed to be. Well, Atlanta is like the, you know, the big place now for everything gets filmed there these days. Yeah, man. So many things and, and so many shows that you think are filming in like New York and things like that. Nope, it's right in Atlanta. So how did you get like, so what was the first start like uh, that you got yourself into acting? Like, uh, was it like something you were watching and you're like, I want to go try this? Like, how did you fall into that exactly? Well, I got, I was asked to, I, I was working with a record label and they had an artist that they were doing a video for and they asked me to be in his video as lead girl. And I said, no, I'm not shaking my butt on a video. 
And they were like, no, 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 not that kind of, <laughs> not that kind of video girl. So um, they were like, you kind of got to do some acting. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. So I probably wouldn't be the best person. And they keep pushing it. I go to set and I do some acting. They're like, just pretend like that's your boyfriend and someone's beating him up and pretend like this. So I was doing that and they were like, wow, you're actually pretty good. And I was like, nah. <laughs> and I was like, um, okay. So they kept pushing me to try it. And then, you know, the label and the managers that I was with at the time, they were like, just try and get pick some classes just in case, just so we can have all these bases covered and things like that. And when I started taking classes, I met my mentor and my mentor trained me and trained me and trained me. And then I booked my first role and I was on set for 15 hours and I was in love. I was still ready to go and to keep working. And I was like, okay, because I know in the lab as a scientist, I'd be there for two hours and I was ready to go home. So (laughs) I was like, this is my passion. This is what I actually love. And I just kept working at it from there. You said you had a mentor. Was this like a one-on-one training for acting? Yeah, uh, Carl Payne. He plays Cole and Martin and several other things. But um, you might recall him from playing the role of Cole in the show Martin sitcom. Yeah, uh, he was my mentor. It still is. And, you know, um, he just took me under his wing and started teaching me the fundamentals and, you know, introduced me to Stella Adler and introduced me to the Stanislavski method Uh and things like that. So what was your first gig that you got while you were working with him? Oh, it was, (laughs) it was a pilot by Kenya Moore called Life Twirls On. And it was kind of like uh, something that Kenya wrote. She wanted to do a pilot where she wrote and starred in and directed it. And I played her little sister. (laughs) Oh wow! I assume the show did the show get picked up anywhere? It was just the pilot that was shot. No, it was it was just the pilot that was shot. Uh, so now you star on Sci-Fi's Vagrant Queen. For the listeners that haven't seen the show yet, it just premiered recently. Tell us about what the show's about. Well, the show is uh, a fun show that doesn't take itself too seriously, and it's about a child queen who her bloodline is being extinguished by this republic who are this these group of people who wanted to overthrow the monarchy. And they succeeded in overthrowing the monarchy, but they did not kill her. She's the last of this bloodline, and they're out searching the galaxy, trying to find her and kill her. She's escaped them. She's out, and she's living her best life. And then an old friend finds her and tells her that her mother is still alive. And that catapults her and this trio that they create with Isaac and Amay into this whole space journey of finding her mother. Oh, wow. Did you, uh, so like, how did you first hear about this project? Like, what drew you to it? Well, I first heard about it through my manager. Um, Someone had called the management company asking for the availability of another actress in our management company. And not even someone that my manager repped. <laughs> and he overheard and he was like, I think Adrian would be great for that. So he pitched me and sent me to sides. And that's how I first heard about it. But okay. what drew me to her the most was, you know, how relatable she was to me and how easily I clicked with her. It was like instant. Hmm. I read the sides one time and I was off book. So I was like, wow. Yeah, I really understand her way of thinking. And, you know, I understood it all. It was just really, really 
refreshing, you know, to find a character that you click with so well. Now this and the th- writing was funny. Yeah, go, go ahead. Pardon? No, no, go ahead. Oh, and the and the writing was funny, so I was like, yeah, I, I love this. <laughs> it so, mixed uh, comedy, drama, and action too, which was yeah amazing. And then this is you know this is based off comic books. Like, were you like a sci-fi fan at all? Like, did you ever ha- had a chance to read the comics? I read the comic once um, I got the audition, but no, I've I've never really been a, a comic book girl. I'm more into them now that I, you know, play the role of Alita and I'm getting into that world. But no, prior to having that audition, I never really read comics. Mm. Tell us about your audition the first time you went in there. Or was it a self-tape? It was a self-tape. Wow. It was a self-tape. And uh, I went all out for this audition. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to do this. I don't care. I love this. So um, the first scene from my audition is also the first scene of the show where Alita, she falls from like a ceiling and into, she crashes down into, you know, wherever she is. And she has this piece of space junk that she's been scattered for. In my audition, I literally jumped off of a chair up straight into the air and fell straight down into frame. So it looked like I fell from the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I just had fun with it, man. I, I yeah. you know, put my little spin on it. I had you know, had my little get up on, my little space get up. It was really fun. I had so much fun. I still love that audition. When you so when you did the self tape, did you do it by yourself or was just somebody else in the room watching you? No, I have a, a friend who he reads with me. He yeah. reads most of my self tapes with me. Yeah. So how would you how would you describe your character on the show? Well, she's She's tough, of course, and badass, and you know the obvious things. But she's also layered and extremely loyal. Um, she's tough on the outside and soft on the inside, and um, she's been through a lot of trauma. So she's someone who sometimes her actions seem to be quirky or weird, but it's really her response to not having those social interactions growing up because of you know her being a queen number one and then losing everyone in her family and being isolated by herself for eight, eight years. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's sometimes it manifests in like funny little ways and other times it's, it's quite sad, but yeah, she's, she's layered. She's very layered, hmm. but still fun. And she doesn't take herself too serious, which is great. So I noticed there's a lot of like, you know, there's a couple fighting scenes in the show and everything and like a lot of stunts. Like, do you do your own stunts? I do. Yeah. yeah. How are those? <laughs> it's really, literally, I love them. It's one of my favorite parts of it. That's why the fact that it had action, comedy, and drama, that's why I was like, oh, this is a trifecta. But, um, yeah, it's it's challenging because I didn't know beforehand that I would be cast in a role where I would be required to do so many stunts. You know, yeah. as actors, we stay fit. We go to the gym, we do our cardio, we make sure we look good. But we don't necessarily all take up martial arts, you know. Um, so it, it was like a learning curve that I had to try to hurry up and run against to, you know, do the kicks properly and, and learn that and then still be the lead of the show and then be in South Africa and then, you know, be in every scene and lines and all those other things. But it was really fun, challenging, but very fun. Mm. 
so what was the, so what's the experience like like you're like you're the leader of the show like how does that like make you feel <laughs> uh it makes me feel extremely grateful and um I don't know. I, I, I'm the leader of the show, but I'm in such great company. Yeah. I have such amazing people around me that, you know, I don't feel like there's a big weight on my shoulders or anything because I have people who have been, you know, in amazing sci-fi shows and they still are in amazing sci-fi shows like Tim. And I have Alex who's just, you know, so giving of that. I have Colin and Bonnie and, and Jim, all of my castmates and everyone, they're just, so giving and so helpful i don't necessarily feel like it's just my show yeah you know it's our show and we all made it so it i don't feel like it's all on my back either how beautiful is cape town by the way oh my goodness it looks like la at times yeah yeah like there are places where you know in la the mountains they fall into the ocean and then it's just like this beautiful sunset you know those how it looks there's places like that in Cape Town, and they have the palm trees, they have Table Mountain. It, it's really beautiful. It really is. Mm-hmm. And they have so many different terrains. Like, the variety of terrains that they have is amazing. You mentioned, like, you're, you're working with the cast and everything. Like, how would you describe the chemistry, like, between your character and, like, with Tim and Alex? Oh, it's great. It's, I was so shocked at how much chemistry we had because we didn't get to do chemistry reads. As I was reading in L.A., Tim was reading in Canada, and Alex is from South Africa. She was reading in South Africa. Yeah. So we never got to read together in person. And then um, they had us do a chemistry rehearsal, me and Isaac, me and Tim, <laughs> when we got there after, like, day two. And instantly, like, we our banter, the conversation of, like, Alita and Isaac and our theme just bouncing back off of each other. It was great. And I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is, I was amazed at how much chemistry we had. I was like, wow, they just knew. <laughs> but our chemistry is great. And everybody's like a, a big old family. And Tim's like the brother I never had. And Alex is like just the sweetest thing. And she just makes me laugh all the time. We spend most of our time on set between scenes laughing. So it's great. Speaking of scenes, do you have a, do you like a favorite scene that you were in that like sticks out? Again, it's in the finale. I can't talk about it though. It's a, <laughs> um, it's a my favorite fight scene. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. We'll, we'll have to wait for it. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you've been working for a few years now. Like we mentioned earlier, you know, self tape and auditioning in front of directors. What do you enjoy more? I love self tapes. Honestly, I'm an introvert. I'm very much an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, that's why I'm a homebody. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I love creating in my own space. And, you know, I've gotten to the point where, you know, when I first started, I would do all these takes and I would just like have to get it perfect. But then I started like getting my, all right, I'm only going to do five takes of this max. Yeah. And if I get it before then, I'm just doing a safety. And, you know, it's just nice to be able to create in your home. And when you when you're on your own time and you don't have to deal with traffic and parking and waiting in line for 40 minutes because they might be running a little bit late or, you know, things like that. So I love self-taping, but there's also this amazing feeling when you're in the room and you're just killing it and you and the reader are in there and the casting director and you just feel their energy like they like the art that I just created. 
it's a really that's a really invigorating feeling too. Yeah, I've had other guests on where they say that they love the reason. The reason they love going in there too is like because when they leave and they they know they like they knocked it out of the park. They're just like they're always telling me I had like the biggest grin just walking out of there because I know I nailed yeah. it. I call it audition high. Yeah. Yeah. I literally have it for like an hour. I'm like calling everyone. Hello, I just had a great audition. <laughs> would would you do the would you, would you go do the auditionings live? Do you do, do you have like a little ritual or anything you do before that? Like any uh, any weird quirks or anything? I don't talk to anyone for an hour before. Really? Like my phone goes on do not disturb an hour before my audition, and I also don't um, I don't drill the sides. Like I don't look at the sides. I try not to, unless I'm like, I'm already off book, but I try not to make myself, I try to wean myself off of the paper. Like you don't even need that. Look, you're doing it without it. So go in there and do it without it. You don't mm. even need it. That's yeah, I do that. And uh, I have like certain playlists that I'll play depending on the character. Okay. Like, it's, like you just throw like Spotify on or something like that. No, I create them. Oh, I you create them. I thought you meant like you're listening. To, I thought you were talking about like you're listening to some music or something to pump you up. No, I, I do have a pump me up playlist, <laughs> but uh, that was when I first started making them. And then now, more recently, I'll make one like if the character's scene is really sad or the character is dealing with a death or something like that. Yeah, I'll have some heavier songs that will put me in an emotional state like that. Or if the character's really like cocky and snarky, I'll put on you know some Beyonce maybe and get myself, you know, I'm all that, I'm popping that. So, um, yeah, I'll, awesome. I'll curate it for the mood that I need. So, like, so in the acting world, you know, like, you know, you're young, you know, you're, you've been in for a few years. Like, is there somebody that you look up to, like an influence in the acting world? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, so my favorite actor is Benedict Cumberbatch. He's awesome. I love Jim Carrey's work. He is, both of them, though. Oh, it's just, they are phenomenal. Debbie Allen, uh, just Viola Davis. These are people who, you know, um, their work is timeless. And, you know, that's what I strive for is, you know, to make work that affects people, that helps people, that actually allows them to see a different perspective that lasts throughout the decades. So, um, yeah, there's, those those are my top four, mm. for sure. It's a good list. It's a good list. So like, so you mentioned how you 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 weren't even when you were growing up like you didn't even know you were going to get into the acting world. It's just a way it worked out in your life. Like, what is some advice that you give to somebody that you know after you talk to them and everything that they want to you know they tell you they want to get into the acting world? What do you tell them? I tell them to train. I tell them to train like my mentor told me like. I got with him and he started, you know, teaching me things. And for a year, I was not allowed to audition. And I was like, I'm ready. <laughs> he was like, no, you're not. Now show me how you would brush your teeth without a toothbrush. And I'm like, like this. No, you're not ready. So I say train, 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 train. Yeah. Even when you book that role, even when you get that co-star role and, you know, you're on fire and things like that, still train, even after that. Mm. Um, and remember that your journey won't be the same as everyone else's or anyone else's. That's right. It's your journey, and you have to figure out what works best for you. Isn't it funny? That how, would be my... Yeah, isn't it funny, like, how, like, some people, like, 
they never take acting they never took acting lessons or anything and they just somehow got into it and that was it for them other people like even you like you mentioned like you've auditioned you've got in other people just they work and they still do they still do acting lessons once or twice a week while they're working yeah yeah it's just uh it's just funny how like how things work out for some people in the industry for sure yeah for sure like how do you how do you keep up with everything like how do you how do you try to improve your acting skills while you're working well i work with my coach um me and my coach we go through every episode like for vagrant queen we go through every episode and we literally go through every line and we figure out, you know, the tone of this scene, how it matches to the arc of my character, how it matches to the tone in the arc of the show, so on and so forth. And we break it down together. And then once we do that, I go through and I practice my, you know, my lines and everything daily. And, you know, I stick to a very strict schedule while filming to make sure I, I'm able to do all these, the studying, the stunts, going to work and getting sleep and showering yeah. <laughs> and eating. Um, so that's how I do it while I'm filming. And then when I'm not, you know, I constantly am trying to be better. You know, I, I look at shows that I love and I, and I try to figure out what, what makes this so intriguing to me. I look at scenes that maybe have not even any words. And I'm like, why was that so interesting? And how did that person make this moment so interesting? They made a meal of this scene that has no lines. So you said you speak in a TV yeah. show. Is like, so like on your downtime, what are some of the TV shows that you enjoy watching? Mm, I love Succession. What? I love Succession. I love Killing Eve. <laughs> Can't wait for that to come out later <laughs> this month. And uh, The Outsider is really good. That's really good, yes. Do you, um, so what's the last thing like you binged? With the whole lockdown, I'm sure you're binging so, a lot of things. I've watched I've watched less TV than you think. Really? <laughs> um, but the yeah, the last thing I actually binged was Succession. Hmm. That's, That's why I'm I'm so much on the Succession tip. Yeah. I'm like, man, what <laughs> did I miss out on for so long? <laughs> Do you have a dream role that you want to play someday? I would love to play a superhero action star in a Marvel film. That's awesome. I would love that. Do you, do you have, like, a favorite character? I th like, my favorite character? Hmm. I have, like, if I could create, you know, yeah. one. I, I love, like, I love, like, Storm, of course. And then I love Black Widow. And then I love, you know, gosh, there's so many to choose from. It's so many, but it's not so many. What's, and what, then, but then I love Black Panther too, and like the the women of Wakanda. Yeah. What's what? I want to like incorporate all of them. If you if you could create <laughs> your own superhero, what power would you would you want? Ooh, that's a good one. I would want the power to telekinesis, because then I could also fly. Hmm. Interesting. Because I could move myself. You're, you're right. You're right. You're right. Where, where do you see yourself 10, 10, 20 years from now? 10, 20 years from now, I see myself with a family and with a stable, you know, um, as stable as I think could be, with a stable career and somewhere where I'm, I'm just happy. 
and I'm doing what I love. That's awesome. That's what I see myself in. Um, do you have any other upcoming projects that you could tell the listeners about? Yes. I'm um, currently working on ways to give back, and it's very, very, very dear to my heart. It's a scholarship fund that my company, Love and Light Media, is sponsoring. It's called the Love and Light Media Heart and Soul Scholarship. So um, we'll be giving scholarships to children who, you know, their families can't afford college and they don't, you know, just for the people who, the underprivileged and things like that. And the heart scholarship would be towards those who are looking into careers in, you know, physician assistant studies, occupational therapy, PT, nursing, pre-med. Mm. And then um, the soul would be for those looking into things like acting, theater, directing, um, you know, editing, things like that. So it's literally me. It's the two aspects of me, and I want to give back in both ways because uh, both of those paths awesome. in my life has really helped me. How did you decide to – did you start this whole thing? I did. Yeah. I did. How yeah, did you, how did you decide to thing. Well, it was just – I always say that I wanted to give back, and then I have a little sister who's in college – and she was talking to me about her tuition. I was like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, uh, is she struggling? And because we don't come from much. And I know I struggled when I was in college. I was like, this is not just feeling her tension, feeling her stress of like, I won't be able to go to like, because it mounds up to, to, you know, when you're in college and you're in that moment and you don't know if you can pay your bill and they're telling you you can't come back and you can't sign up for classes and things like that. And you're like, well, then if I don't get, if I can't sign up for classes, I can't finish this school year. If I don't finish this school year and I take a break, their chances are that I won't come back to school. If I don't get this college degree, I won't be able to get this amount of salary. And yeah. if I don't get this salary, I'll do this. So it's just so much stress that people put on themselves. And I would like to be able to relieve that because I wish somebody would have been able to do it for me when I was in That's college. Awesome. So if I can, I will. Do you do, is this like a yearly scholarship that people can apply for? Yes. Awesome. Yes, we're getting it up and running, and we we hope to get it up and running by the fall of this year. That's awesome. Lastly, uh, Andrea, how, how can the listeners find you on social media? Oh, everything is my name, Adrian Ray. That is A D R I Y A N R A E. That's awesome, Adrian. This was fun. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.